the book of Michael, Michael chapter 7, Michael chapter 7, and um, this is a very interesting book. Uh, Michael was written at a time kind of like today, as a matter of fact, exactly like today, the society. It's written at a time. History just repeats itself. It's written at a time just like this. And Micah chapter 7, verse 7, and look what Michael says. He says, but as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Verse 8, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Though I fall, I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is a light for me. I want to talk about this morning, dare to be different. Dare to be different. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, dare to be different. Amen. It's real easy today. To lose your identity as a Christian. If you're not abiding in God and his word and his love, you can lose your identity. You can forget all that you've been taught. All the moral principles, all of the spiritual principles, all of the mannerisms and things like that, you can lose your identity. Our society seems to be revealing its nature. From Harvey Weinstein to Bill Cosby to Morgan Freeman to Drake and Pusha T with the blackface controversy. Hello, somebody. Drake number two song on the billboard says God has a plan or God's plan. He, but in the song, the lyrics of his song describes the awareness of people who want him to fail, but that God won't let him. The question I have is which God is he talking about? Because just because a track has a religious text or context it doesn't mean it has anything to do with the God of the Bible. Do I have anybody? So many mainstream artists are seems, seeming to do songs with Christian themes. Don't be too quick to swallow whatever they're presenting and don't be closed-minded as well. In other words, what do you do? You check it against the Bible. Amen. We have not only... Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and Drake and all these other people, but we have our president. Amen. President Trump and his playgirls. It seems like Twitter has gotten more people fired or in trouble or caught up somehow. Seems like social media is the norm today. Either you will imitate the society that you spend the most of your time in, or you can be different. Do I have anybody? Here's a revelation for you. The society that Micah lived in was the same society as today. 
throughout this book, there's seven chapters. And in this seven chapters, there's a lot of things that's happening. In chapter two, we find that the society of his day had constantly renounced or even oppressed the poor. The rich were getting richer. Come on, somebody. The land was getting unruly and the people were evicted from their homes and their possessions stolen. They committed such crimes against their own Israel, against their own people. The marketplace was full of deception and injustice. The rulers of the country who had responsible, uh, who had the responsibility of upholding justice did the opposite. And Micah, filled with the power of the Lord's spirit, stood up and preached against it. You see, today, preaching is turning. And saints, I want to tell you something. Amen. Just like in the, in the times that Micah writes, you live in the same society where even from the top, from the very top office, there's conspiracy all the way to the bottom. Do I have anybody? I feel like you're getting ready, some of you, all right, for life. And some of you are graduated college or going to college or a new school, a new grade. And as you transition, you will be faced with choices that will challenge what you believe. The reason I'm giving it to you word for word because I want you to get this. You'll be challenged with choices that will, that will cause you to either make the right decision or the wrong decisions. Are you with me? Amen. I, I want to tell you that not only, not only that, but what you believe will be put on the stand when you go to college. What you believe will be put on the stand when you go to the next grade because there will be people who don't believe in God and, and in a society that's being influenced, that's influencing even our education system. What would make a child go into a school and, and shoot up a school, a place where it's supposed to be safe? Is because that child became a product of his society. Do I have anybody? Society is speaking. And in this time, Micah says, listen, there's some stuff happening that I'm just not with. But I know that I may be the only one, but guess what? You got to be dead. You got to dare to be different. Amen. You got to make up in your mind that you're going to be different. Let me say this. Different isn't always popular. Hello, somebody. It may not be cool. Amen. It may not be accepted. Amen. It may even be challenged. Amen. With homosexuality in, in, in schools and being accepted and same-sex bathrooms and all this other stuff. Our society is showing itself. Do I have anybody? I forgot Roseanne Barr. Amen. And with all the controversies, have you noticed this? All the, have y'all been watching the news? All the controversies that's been going on. Day by day, we see a society that is full of depravity and we send our children out into the society every single day. And here's the, here's the thing, parents. Don't think that your baby's so good where it ain't going to happen to her or him. So the society is jacked up. But I want to say to you young people, you got to be different. You got to dare to be different. You say, what is different? I'm not talking about your hairstyle. 
I'm not talking about your clothes. I'm not talking about looking like everybody else. I'm talking about that there is a moral difference about you. There's something on the inside of you that causes you to stand out. And it is because you've taken the stand that you're not going to have sex until you get married. Come on, somebody. That you're not going to give in to peer pressure to do drugs. That alcohol is not going to be the thing that causes you to have a good time. I'm talking about you got to be what? Come on, somebody and help me. Y'all with me? If you stand on what you've been taught through God's word, amen, you'll have a testimony like Micah. And you'll recognize that there's no one like the Lord. Let me tell you this. Micah's name. Micah's name meant who is like the Lord. I, I thought about that for a minute. Who is like the Lord? Now, do I have any young people here who have experienced the goodness of God? Let me see. Let me see your hand if you've experienced or if you've had a real experience with God. And the, so the question is, who is like him? And Micah lived with that name. In a society, his name reminded him constantly that there's no one like the Lord. Come on, help me somebody. In chapter 1 and chapter 1 and chapter 3, we find him proclaiming the future judgment for past sins. In other words, in chapter 1 and chapter 3, God filed a lawsuit against his people. Y'all with me? You, did, you say, what, what, what are you talking about, Pastor? What are you talking about? Go, 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 here, go here to uh, chapter 1, verse 2. God files a lawsuit against them. Hear, O peoples, all of you, listen, O earth, and all it contains, and let the Lord God be a what? Hello, somebody. A what? A witness against you. You see that? Are you seeing that? A witness against you. The Lord from his holy temple. So in other words, God was saying, from my holy temple, I'm filing a lawsuit against society. Hello, somebody. And I believe that's what's happening today. That's chapter 1 and chapter 3. Chapter 4 and chapter 5, here's the beautiful thing about this, right? Even though Micah points out the problem, he comes back in chapter 4 and chapter 5 and he begins to prophesy about, watch this, about future glory because of God's past promises. In other words, he was saying that because of what God has promised in the past, Guess what? I'm going to show up eventually and change your situation. Do I have anybody? In chapter 6, we find he presents repentance because of past redemption. Go to chapter 6 for me. I want to show you something in chapter 6. Chapter 6, uh, verse 6, he says, what, what shall I come to the Lord? Oh, what, what, with what shall I come to the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come to him with burnt offerings? With yearlings calves, does the Lord take delight in a thousand rams and a thousand of rivers? Shall I present the firstborn for my rebellious act, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good and what is right. What, what does the Lord require of you? Look at this. But to do what? Hey, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk what? Humbly with your God. See, what had happened was society had gotten so corrupted that people were walking with God just any kind of way. 
And here's what I want to say to you young people. You can't just do God any kind of way and think you're going to get away with it. God will always bring it to your attention. And here's the thing. Watch this. In chapter 7 now, we come to chapter 7 and we find that Micah was not afraid to call out the powerful people, watch this, and the popular people of his day. See, either you're going to stand for something, hello somebody, or you're going to fall for everything. And so we come to chapter 7 and look what he says. He says, woe woe is me, for I am like a fruit picker's. And grape gatherers, there's no cluster of grapes to eat or fresh ripe figs, which I crave. Look at verse two. This is making my point here. The godly person. Talk about a society. Listen, when was the last time in your school you heard somebody talk about God? The godly person Look what he says. He says the godly person has what? Has perished. Look what he says. He says the godly person has perished from the land. And there is no upright what? Person among men. All of them lie in wait in what? Bloodshed. Each of them hunts the other with a net. (laughs) Concerning evil, both hands do it well. The prince asks also, the judge for a bribe and great men speaks the desire of his soul. So they, what? Weave it together. The best of them is like a, what? A briar. You know what a briar is? A thorn. He says the most upright, like a thorn hedge. The day when the, you, you post the watchman, the, you, you punish, your punishment will come and then their confusion will occur. Look at verse five. Do not trust in a neighbor. Do not have confidence in what? So what he was saying literally in this day, I couldn't even trust my best friend. Can you imagine that that society has gotten so bad that there's nobody you can actually trust? Now I want to show you something. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. I'm just setting you up, all right? Don't go fall, okay? Stay with me now. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, do not have confidence in a what? From her who lies in your bosom. (laughs) Now how close that is? That's even your child. You can't even trust your own. Hello somebody. He says guard your lips. For son treats father what? Contemporously. Daughter raises up against her what? Somebody said you better not. Daughter-in-law against her what? And a man's enemies are men of his own what? Now, I want to show you a parallel. Jesus says in Matthew 10, 10, 21, 22, you ain't got to go there. Stay right where you are. He says that the very same thing, if you want to know when the end, end times is coming, here's what will happen. Brother will betray brother to death and father his child. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, dare to be different. But it is the one who endures to the end will be saved. What am I trying to say? There's a parallel here. What Micah spoke about some thousands of years ago 
And what Jesus has spoken about 2,000 years ago, we find that that is the society that you live. You can't even trust your own kinfolk. You can't even trust your own mama or daddy. Because society has turned them against each other. But Jesus said, listen, I got, I know some children who, watch this, they are literally against their parents that love them. And parents, I know some of you may have experienced some of that. Amen. You love that child. Come on, somebody. You, you, you provided for that child, but yet that child will not show you the respect that's due to you. Because of the society that we live in. There's no moral balance. Are you with me? But when you decide to be different, hello somebody, you lose but in the end you'll be saved. How can you apply this principle now to your life as you face, as you go out to face the world? How do you take all this now? Now you know the context. The society parallels each other. Amen. There's so much stuff on television. What I found out is this, that every script that's written, there is a clause in there that there has to be a gay character in every sitcom that is being produced in Hollywood. And so wherever you go, you're going to find depravity, and all the television is doing is projecting it to you and I. Are you all with me? And there's something deep down inside of us that is drawn to that type of mess. Do I have anybody? But I thank God for Micah. Micah knows that God is the source of his salvation and his deliverance. Tell your neighbor, I'm not so deep in I can't get saved. Tell your neighbor, I'm not so far gone that God won't save me. I'm not so far gone that God won't deliver me. Somebody here needs deliverance this morning. You need deliverance from YouTube. You, you need deliverance from Snapchat. That's what you need deliverance from. Because all, your, all the images that's projected in your mind is negative. Hello, somebody. See, we didn't know it was going to be so convenient to sin. All the internet does, it makes it more convenient and more secretive. Can I get an amen? Y'all thought I was coming to encourage y'all today. I am. I really am. I really am. I'm trying to encourage you, but I got to lay the context to understand something. My daughter's getting ready to go out. You getting ready to go out. A lot of you getting ready to go out in life. But you got to dare to be different. You have to want to be different. You don't have to be like everybody else because you are different. Your fingerprint is different. Your DNA is different. Come on, somebody. Your, your, the way you, your voice is different. Come on, somebody. The way God made you is different. And you got to believe that he who began something in you will finish it no matter what type of society you live in. In other words, you don't have to be a victim to your society. Are you with me? Now watch this. I'm going to show you something. How, how do you do this? How do I be, how can I be different, Pastor? I'm glad you're screaming at me, telling me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Amen. How do you want to know? I'm going to shut it down. Uh, y'all want to know? All right. Look at verse 7. 
He says, but as for me. Now, I couldn't go no further than that. Now, Micah is saying, you saw what he said before, right? Folk is acting crazy. Can't trust my mama. <laughs> can't, trust, can't trust my daddy. Can't trust nobody. Folk are rising up family feuds. I really thought I could trust my family. We live in the last days. Don't be surprised. But watch what he says. He said, but as for me, I will not become a product of what they are. You know what I said? I will not be a product. Listen, I watch my mom and daddy fight all the time. I'm not going to be like that. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Papa was a rolling stone. I don't want to be a rolling stone. Amen. Come on, some y'all ain't trying to. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm not, I'm not going to allow that to influence me because guess what? But as for me. Watch the first point. I'm going to dare to be different. I'm going to dare to be different. You know why? Because guess what? I don't have, listen, just because we didn't grow up with good circumstance doesn't mean I'm not going to grow up with good circumstance because I have a chance. Here's the thing. As long as you got a brain, as long as you got life and breath in you, you can be different. Watch this, 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 watch this. The first thing you have to do is you must be willing to make right, right. Listen, but if your right is distorted, then how do you know what is right? So here's how you know what is right, young people. What did I tell you earlier? How does a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to what? His words. So here's the deal. Open your Bible daily. Not when you feel like it. Not when your mama forced you to come to church. Listen. Right choices. You're not a victim of your circumstance or your society. You choose to be a victim. And some of us, we like the attention that we get from being victimized. How you doing? Well, I broke my leg last week. I didn't ask you about that. I said, how you doing? Well, I broke my leg because somehow we're looking for sympathy all the time. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Are you with me? Here's the thing. Micah made a decision like Joshua. Joshua, who made the right decision, at the end of Joshua chapter 24, he said, in the same context as for me in my house, he says, we will what? Serve the Lord. Like Daniel, young man, 16 years old, who made the right decision when he went into Babylon, he says, uh-uh, I will not defy my, as for me, I will not defy myself with what? The king's choice food. Be careful of what the enemy offers you. It may taste good right now, but you're going to have to pay for it later. Are you with me? No matter what the majority are doing, you may be in the minority, but you're doing the right thing. Listen, be happy that you made the right one. Come on, somebody. You know what Micah's doing? He's lamenting. 
expecting the evil times that he lived in. But watch this. But he says, but as for me, I'm going to be different. I will not cave into my culture. Come on, somebody. I will not get caught up. Hello, somebody. Being a follower. I'm not going to get caught up on drugs. I'm not going to get caught up living a life that, listen, that eventually while I'm sitting behind bars, I live with a lot of regret. He says, I'm going to dare to be different. You know why? Because I made right choices. But watch this. Here's what's in your mind. But pastor, doing right sometimes is hard. Yeah, it's hard. Because you're different. But here's the thing. It was a choice. You got to make the right choice. You got to make the right choice. Amen. You have to make sure that you're willing to make the right what? Decision. When you decide that you're going to take that, 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 that blunt. Uh-oh. That mess with somebody's theology. When you decide you're going to smoke that hookah. When you decide, hello, somebody, you're going to, oh, it's just a taste. Let me, tell you about, let me tell you about the taste. The Bible says alcohol looks sweet in the glass, but it goes down and it bites you like a snake. In other words, it grips its claws in you, and some of you are addicted. Hello. Hello. Tell your neighbor, you got to make right decisions. The next thing he says, he says, but as for me. Now, I could be, you know what I mean? I could be like everybody else. I know my kids aren't perfect. I know they're not perfect. I could be like what I see. And some of you, you like what you see out there. It's appealing, right? It draws you in. You see the chain, you see the clothes, you see the cars. It's all rented. How do you think they make the movie? The video? Come on, I'm just saying. How, how do you think they make all that stuff? It's all made up. But I'm going to make the right decision because here's what I understand. If I make the right decision, I won't have to live with any regrets. And I believe that Daniel did it. I believe Joshua did it. And tell your neighbor, I believe I can do it. Come on, you got to say it with some conviction. Yeah. He says, look what he said. He says, he says, look what he said. He says, I wait expectantly for the Lord. I will wait. I'll watch. He said, first thing he says, watch. Next thing he says, I will what? I will what? I will what? Wait. You know what the problem is with young, with young people? And old people, and in between people, we are in a now society. Drive, what do you think drive throughs is for? Do you want it what? Your way. You want it now. You understand what I'm saying? It used to be you have a good home cooked meal. See, we're going way back now. <laughs> like, hold on a minute. Cook me? What, what is that? <laughs> Why do you think we have microwaves? <laughs> Amen. Get it instantly. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking about instant gratification. But look what he said. He says, listen, 
How could a young person see good in a fallen society? He says, as for me, now you got to distinguish yourself. There's got to be something different about you. He said, but as for me, I will watch expectantly for who? So the next thing is you got to do. Here's the next thing you got to do. You ready? You must stay alert. The reason most of us get caught up is because we get fall asleep. We sleep on the devil. So here's, here's what Jesus said to, 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 to Peter and John. He said, hey, y'all, I'm going to go over here. Here's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to watch. This is the exact words. Watch, fight, and what? In other words, stay what? Stay alert. Don't fall asleep. But watch this. Who are you waiting on? That's the question. What are you waiting? Are you waiting for your breakthrough? You you waiting for to make it big time? But he says, watch what he says. He says, "I will watch expectantly. I will wait for who?" He says, "What? I will what? I will watch expectantly for who? For the Lord." So when you're alert, listen. If you're not alert, you may find yourself caught up just like everybody else, and there's nothing different about you then. Amen. You know what? You find yourself being just like the people who you said you would never be like. I ain't going to be like them. Amen. You know, don't give in to peer pressure. Keep your future. Watch this. This word, this word, this word watch. It has the idea of leaning forward or peering into the distance. You know what that means? Keep your future in front of you. Forget about what you done messed up. Come on, somebody. Some of you still living in the past. You can't get over it. Guess what? It's over. It's time to peer into your future. It's time for you to change who you're waiting on. You're waiting for, hmm, to show up in your now, what you left behind. But he says, watch this, stay alert. He says, I will wait, I will wait, watch this, I will watch expectantly for who? For the Lord. See, here's the thing. If you're alert, you can recognize when the enemy is trying to destroy you. When you're alert, you're not going to give in, hallelujah, to just anything. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, listen. When you're alert, you'll understand that. Yeah, it may get tough sometimes, but guess what? I'm not going to fall asleep on God. I'm not going to fall asleep on the kingdom. Guess what? Because I understand something. I understand where my help came from. I understand how I made it this far by faith. You see, when, when you are alert, you are waiting and in your watching, I'm sorry, in your watching, what you're doing is you're literally Tearing into your future. Matter of fact, you're spying on the devil. Wish I had somebody. That's what the word means. You see him coming and you understand what he's trying to do, but you refuse to let him destroy you. Tell your neighbor, I dare to be different. Tell your neighbor, it's not hard work, you know. It's about your decision. Are y'all with me? Watch the text. Watch the text. He says, he says, he says next. He said, I'll watch expectantly for the Lord. 
He says, I will next, what will I do next? I will what? Wait for the God of my, hello, some. You know what? It may look like he's never going to show up. It may look like you're stuck in your circumstance this morning. Somebody going to say amen here in a minute soon. Amen. Amen. He says, listen, he says, not only am I going to make right decisions, not, not only, not only am I going to stay alert, but, but there's something else you got to learn to do. You must never lose hope in God. He says, I will wait for the God of my what? Salvation. Because I understand something. God is the only one that can save me. And, and what Micah was saying is, Micah knew that the only person that can bring change in his life is the Lord. Listen, a better job doesn't make you change. The difference between you and others is that they're not alert to the schemes of the devil. <laughs> Hello, somebody. When, when you live in a sinful society, it looks like society is prospering, but you got to be careful of that. Because it will cause you to abandon the waiting period. Come on, somebody. And you will lose hope in God just because your stuff don't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out in your eyes. But tell your neighbor, God has a plan. Micah said, listen, uh-uh, as for me, first of all, I'm a what? I'm a watch. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to wait. Amen. I will never lose hope in God. And some of you have lost hope in God, but you got to remember your name. Micah says, my name reminds me constantly who is like the what? The Lord. He is worth hoping for. Because just when you think the Lord has left you, you got to understand something. He'll show up right on time. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says, the text says, I'll wait for God. I'm in one verse. He says, I'll wait for the God of my salvation. But look what he says next. He says, my God. Come on, somebody. Somebody just lost hope. Somebody's just lost hope. You've been praying and praying and praying because you're not alert anymore. You see, your alertness is, you, you know, you're like, you got a delay. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you can't say amen, see? Because <laughs> there's a little delay in your spirit. <laughs> get that delay out your spirit. You got to, listen, get you some spiritual coffee. Wake up. <laughs> because guess what? <laughs> when you fall asleep, you're going to find out something. You're going to find out that guess what? <laughs> the devil been robbing you from the back door. <laughs> Watch this. You coming through the front door. He's been coming through the back door, stealing from you. But don't you fall asleep on God. He says, he says, look what he says. He says, now, not only will I, will I watch and I'll wait. He says, look what he says. He says, he's, look at, look at his confidence. Listen, let me say this to you. When you've been praying and you see nothing happening, it's a test. He says, I will let nothing break me. I'm not even going to let what I see break me because sometimes what you see can break you. Watch the text. He says, my God, my God will what? 
It's like he's forcing his will on God. He's like, God, you, I know you're going to hear me. Lord, listen, I know it's rough right now, but I'm alert. See, I, I remember what you've done before. See, I remember how you pulled us up out of the ghetto. Come on, somebody. I remember, Lord, how you gave me back my right mind. I, I remember how far we done came. I remember when I started high school and look at me now. Hello, somebody. The teacher said I'd never make it, but look at me now. I've graduated. Now I'm going on with life. And guess what? I know something about God. My experience with God helps me to say, make this statement. My God will hear me. God is not deaf. He can hear y'all. Come on, somebody. The next thing is, you must believe. Hello, somebody. I'm sorry. You must expect an answer when you pray. You hear what I said? See, the problem with us, we pray and we don't have no expectation. We pray, Lord, thank you. And then the way we pray, we just, Lord, I just need you now. But well, you didn't need me before. What happened before? What, what, what happened up until now? And sometimes we're put in a situation where we have to pray. Hello, somebody. Listen, but well, we ain't got no choice but to call on God. But guess what? We start praying and we start doubting and we become double-minded and unstable in all our ways. And that man or woman ought not to expect that he, I'm going to preach to myself today, that he may not receive anything from the Lord being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. The problem is instability is what's happening to you. So that why, that's why when you pray, you don't believe God's going to answer. Hello, somebody. See, the answer to today's moral decline is Jesus and prayer. Young people, I want to tell you something. I want you to do me a favor. Don't you think God's not listening the moment you say, Father. The moment you open your mouth and say, God, he hears you. As a matter of fact, I believe that because your heart is so pure, God hears you above everybody else. You don't hear me. I believe you got more power in prayer than you really know. You say, but I want to say, stop worrying about the clothes that you want and all the stuff you want. And just talk to God. Talk to God. Ask God to change your character. Matter of fact, ask God to change your mama and daddy while you're at it. Because guess what? They ain't changing none. Hello, somebody. And God will hear your prayer. Are y'all with me? So we talked about Micah being all cool. And conservative, and we talked about Micah, you know, having this moral thing about loving God, right? But I love Micah's story. Micah's story is like nobody else's, but it's also like ours. Because watch what Micah says in the next verse, verse 8. I love, I love this part right here. Look what he says. He says, do not rejoice over me. My what? Can I help you with something? You ain't all that good. And don't even try to be all that good. Y'all with me? Watch what he says. He says, though I fall. You see what I'm saying? He says, though I what? I will what? So don't think that just because your mama and daddy is the pastor that you're just going to live this whole holy life. It ain't going to happen. He says, though I was, you done had a baby? You ain't married? 
I ain't judging you. God ain't either. You done got high. Okay, all right, I get it. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, though I dwell what? Because there'll be some days. Watch what he said. He says, your enemy is paying attention to you. He says, though I what? I fall. I will what? Come on, say it. I will what? Though I dwell in what? You're going to have some dark days. You're going to have some days where you feel like, hey, hello, somebody, that you can't get back up because you've fallen so far from God and then everybody else is judging you and everybody didn't put you in the box and they didn't put you in timeout and all this other stuff. But I thank God my enemies are rejoicing now. What did he say, y'all? He says, the Lord, hello, somebody, is the what? Is the light for what? Me. So when I am in darkness, when I have fallen, I love what Micah says. Micah says, I'm waiting for God to answer my prayer. He's going to answer my prayer. As for me, I'm going to be different. But guess what? I wasn't all that different because guess what? I fell. So here's my last point. You must remember, you will what? You will make mistakes, but you will rise. You hear what it said? Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop condemning you. It happened. God is your light. And only God can pick you up from all that stuff you done messed up. I thank God today. I thank God today. I thank God today. I thank God. I thank God that, that I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And the writer includes himself in the story to say that when he falls, he will not stay down. Because he's depending on God for his salvation for his sanctification, for his supplication and his serenity. Do I have anybody? And I want to say as I close today, I love, I love what Micah said. Micah, Micah reminds me of a lot of people I've seen in the kingdom that they start off well. Come on, somebody. And you're going to start off well, but you may find yourself in a fall. You may find yourself dwelling in darkness. And guess what? He says, don't you rejoice over me, my enemy, because help is on the way. Tell somebody help is on the way. That darkness is not going to be in my life for long. That, that he says the Lord is the light for me. I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he pleads my case and executes justice for me. In other words, what he was saying is that man doesn't justify me, but God does. He says, I will, he will bring, hey, hey, watch this out. He says, he will bring me out to the light and I will see his righteousness. Sterling Brown of the Milwaukee Bucks, what should have been a simple parking ticket, turn into an attempt at police intimidation 
followed by unlawful use of physical force, including being uncuffed, handcuffed, and tased, and then unlawfully booked. All he did was pull into a CVS, parked his car in the handicap lane, and because he was a young black man, hello somebody, he didn't look like a superstar. Guess what? Indignation and bad justice. But I want to tell you something. He put his testimony out there to say the experience with the Milwaukee police forced me to stand up and be different. Hello, somebody. And tell my story so I can help prevent injustice from happening in the future. In a split second, your life can change. Your decision in a situation like that could either get you killed or put in jail. But thank God that he is our light. Thank God that though I fall, I will rise. Though I make mistakes, God will justify me in the end. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.